The following program is made possible by the friends and partners of Creation Today and by viewers like you. Thank you. Alberto Gubellini, a university professor of public ethics, made this statement. In certain circumstances, after-birth abortions should be permissible. Being human is not in itself a reason for ascribing someone a right to life. Unbelievable. And that is why we are going to have Alan Schliemann here to discuss when is abortion okay. He's an expert on teaching you and I how to engage and simplify this pro-life apologetic. You're going to love it. There's a war going on in our world against Christianity. Are you ready to defend your faith in Christ? The Creation Today Show provides you with the ammunition you need. We prepare you to defend your faith, arm your children, and raise up a family who knows the Creator, Jesus Christ. This season we're teaching you Battleship Apologetics. Science, history, individual experience, philosophy. Battleship Apologetics. Since Roe versus Wade passed in 1973, 57 million people have been aborted in the U.S. alone. The World Health Organization estimates that 40 to 50 million abortions happen every single year around the world. Marianne, that's 125,000 per day. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, in the last episode, we gave you four categories, scientific, historical, individual experience, and philosophical. Yeah, and the issue of abortion can be addressed in all four of those mm -hmm. areas. But to start, we want to go straight to what God's Word says, what the Bible says. So I want to start with Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5. Here's what it says. God is literally speaking to Jeremiah here because the Bible, you'll, you'll notice, it never gives us an absolute uh, as far as it never addresses the issue of abortion, but it makes it very clear throughout Scripture what its position would be. Jeremiah 1, 5, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So we see here that God's saying he knew Jeremiah while he was in the womb. Jeremiah was a human being. He was an individual while he was in the womb. That's how God views it. Yes. Yes. And then we have Psalm 139, 13 through 16. Great passage. Which... This speaks of the active role that God has in our creation and formation in the womb. So verse 13, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Wow, great passage. Genesis 1.27, again, straight from Scripture, the Bible tells us we are created in the image of God Himself. And that would include then the unborn. That would include while you are in your mother's womb. He says in 127, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. You are literally created by God 
from that moment of conception, you are an individual being. And we'll look more, that kind of gets into the scientific apologetic, which we'll get into here in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then we have the sixth commandment, which says you yeah. shall not kill. And to kill another person is not only a, a religious offense, it is a moral and ethical offense that every everybody with a working conscience should recognize. That's true. You know, you go to Exodus chapter 21, verses 22 to 25, and it actually gives uh, a penalty for anybody who commits murder of the unborn. Mm -hmm. It says, look, if you hurt somebody, if you harm a woman where she loses her baby, you are now on trial or you're guilty of murder. So the Bible clearly states that is a murder in God's eyes, no doubt about it. Yes, yes. Is abortion, abortion ever okay? Well, let's talk about rape and incest because this is one of the first questions that we always get in opposition to pro-life issues. Yeah. Um, it, for one, it is horrible. It's horrible what has happened to the woman. The Absolutely. rape is, is and, something we should have compassion on and her And you do for. need to address that. Okay, yeah. obviously, according to the Bible, that is wrong. Mm -hmm. We get, yes. Yeah, but the alternative to kill the child, to abort the child is, is another offense. Here somebody <laughs> is being murdered for an, an act that they did not commit. And so, Two wrongs do not create a right. No, they and do so not. And so we need to be supporting those women to tell them their options like a, like adoption. Or they can try raising the, the child by themselves. Lots of mothers have been blessed by being able to raise that child and know that they're supporting a life. Yeah. And, and there are testimonies out there of people like that that have been raised in from a mother who was raped. And now they have incredible ministries. Yeah. And, and God has taken what Satan meant for evil and turned it into good. Mm -hmm. It's been yes. incredible. Yes, yes. And less than 1% of all abortions are the result of rape or incest or other reasons. So yep. it's very small, very small percentage. I never understood this. If a woman gets pregnant from rape, how come the baby is always the one who suffers? How come the innocent one is the one who has to die? Why don't we ever think about killing the rapist? Yes, you heard me correctly. Why don't we ever take that conclusion, uh, punish the one who actually did the crime rather than the innocent one? Mm -hmm. That's never made sense to me. You know, another <laughs> argument that people made, and this is probably, Marianne, one of the most, one of the most difficult ones to deal with, and that is, what if the mother's life is in danger? What if the mother's life is at risk because of the pregnancy? Now, you need to understand something. First of all, less than one-tenth of 1% of pregnancies is the mother ever at risk. So we're talking about a very small percentage. At the same time, we do need to deal, uh, if we're gonna be consistent, we need, do need to deal with this apologetically and say, this may be a real issue for some mothers out there where a doctor says, listen, if you proceed with this pregnancy, your life is in danger. And in that case, uh, we recognize that you need to go to God and beg him for wisdom and seek between you and your husband, go to God and ask God for counsel on this and keep a couple things in mind. Number one, I personally have friends who are, are alive today, but their mother was told that if they carry on this, the pregnancy of my friend, then they, may, they would probably lose their life and they didn't. Number two, you need to remember we do serve a God of miracles. He really is a miracle working God. So with those in mind, all I can do is say, seek God's face on this. You and your husband or husbands, you and your wife, literally seek the face of God and ask him, beg him for wisdom 
on that issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a tragic statistic is 95% of abortions involve women who just don't want to have wow. their babies. But we need to remember wow. that there is forgiveness for abortion, that our God is so big that if we repent of our sins and ask Him for forgiveness, He will forgive us. It's not it's not a an sin unforgivable that, sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Hey, what about a scientific approach? What about a scientific apologetic for abortion? Well, here in just a second, Marianne's going to give us a creation testifies going into the womb and watching the development of the human in the womb. And after that, we've got a great guest with us, Alan, Alan Schleeman, who's an expert on teaching us how we go out and do this on the street, talking with people about the issue of abortion. Imagine if you could change society's stance on abortion. How do you feel about the issue of abortion? I think in some situations it can be necessary. So have you just changed your mind about abortion? Yeah. Would you ever vote for someone who was for the killing of children in the womb? No. I believe in someone's right to choose. Are you going to change your stance on it? Uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely making me think, yeah. I feel like it's more of the, a choice. Yeah, when you put it that way, it does change your mind. Would you vote for someone who is pro-abortion? Yeah. So have you just changed your mind about abortion? Yes, I have. (laughs) I believe that people have the right to choose. So have you just changed your mind about abortion? Yes, I've just changed my mind about abortion. Are you going to vote differently in future? Yeah. You mean that? Yeah. Sometimes it's necessary if you're in the situation where you can't support a child. So you're saying that you're changing your mind about abortion right now? Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's a woman's right to choose and every situation is a different situation. So you're going to vote differently and think differently about this? Yeah, I think I would. I think I definitely would. I'm for abortion. It's never okay to kill a baby in the womb. So you're going to change your mind about abortion? Yes, I am. You're going to vote differently in future? Yes, vote against abortion. What was it that changed their minds in a matter of seconds? Can Christians believe the Bible from the very first word? This new study, The Six Days of Genesis, by creation speaker Paul Taylor, will help Christians understand exactly what happened during the creation week and why it is foundationally important to believe it. You will enjoy every minute of Paul's unique presentation style, combining scientific facts, solid biblical teaching, and a little British humor. For more information, visit us at www.creationtoday.org. Do you find yourself jumping from site to site or wading through thousands of search results to find answers about God's Word and His creation? Well, no more. SearchCreation.org brings the top creation and apologetic websites together into one search engine while ignoring the thousands of sites that push lies and half-truths. So if you have questions about molecular chemistry, deep space, dinosaurs, or how to defend your faith in a godless world, visit us at SearchCreation.org. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today.
Our guest today is Alan Schleeman, an expert on the pro-life issues. I'm so excited to have him here. He uh, specializes in things like abortion, uh, stem cell research, homosexuality, and a lot more. Alan, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Yeah, so Alan, for, for many Christians, we often feel overwhelmed by the amount of emotionally charged reasons for why abortion should be legal. And most of us are not debaters, and we don't know how or where to start in such a discussion. So how can we become effective pro-life apologists? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think a lot of pro-lifers think that the issue of abortion is, is complex. And as a result, like you're suggesting, they don't want to get involved. They don't even know where to begin. And although I agree with them that maybe the issue of abortion is emotionally complex, it might be even psychologically complex for a woman who's facing a crisis pregnancy, the moral question is actually rather simple. And so abortion is actually a very morally simple uh, issue. And I believe there's only one question that needs to be resolved and answered in order to, to sort of resolve the entire abortion debate. Wow. And that key question is, what is the unborn? Mm. This is the key question. Eric, did you want to jump in there? I didn't know. No, I just, I love the fact that you're, you're going to take it down to just one simple question for us when so many of us think there's all these issues. That's right. What is the unborn? That's right. Yeah. And a lot of people, because they think there are all of these other issues, they don't want to engage anybody on this issue. And so let me give you an illustration as to how I know this is the key issue. What is the unborn? Uh, imagine for a moment, you're at home, you're on your computer, and imagine that a seven-year-old boy, let's say you have a brother or a son who's seven years old, comes up behind you and says to you, while your back is turned, can I kill this? Now, <laughs> to answer that question, you want to look around and see, well, what is he holding, right? So you turn around and you see your son or your brother is holding a daddy long leg spider in his hand. Well, what's your answer going to be? Sure. sure. <laughs> Might want to rip his legs off first, leg. you know? Let's hold another leg. Let's pull this thing apart, right? <laughs> if he's holding the neighbor's cat, what's your answer going to be? Well, depends on whether you're a dog lover or not, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's always, I'm a dog lover. That's right, that's right. Well, but okay, probably we wouldn't do that then. But what if he's holding his little sister by the Ooh. neck? Well, then what's your answer going to be? I, you know, that, that boy needs counseling probably, yeah, right? That's, that's exactly right. Go see your mother. Come deal with this. Right, yeah, mom. Yeah, so what this illustration shows is that whether or not it's moral to kill something depends entirely upon what it is we're killing. Mm, and so you one. can't answer the question, can I kill this, until you first answer the question, what is it? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say the key question is, what is the unborn? Because if the unborn, and this is a very important point here, if the unborn is not a human being, then no justification for abortion is necessary. But if the unborn is a human being, then no justification for abortion is adequate. Wow. And so this is why the key question is, what is the unborn? And, and fortunately for us, not only do we have biblical reasons to think that the unborn's a valuable human being, but in reality, actually, even the science of embryology, just secular research out there, it, which is, of course, part of God's general revelation, is consistent with what we know about special revelation, what Scripture says. Mm -hmm. And the science of embryology proves, and by the way, I don't use the word proves very often because I think it is hard to prove things like with 100% with certainty. But in this case, the science of embryology proves the unborn is a human being from the moment of conception. Mm -hmm. And the way we do this is we simply break it down into three uh, parts. And I think the science of embryology shows, number one, that the unborn is alive. Number two, that the unborn is a unique individual that's separate from its mother's body. 
and three, that the unborn is a human type of being. Okay, so let's just take each one of those in turn. So, for example, is the unborn alive? And I think this is the least controversial, but we have good scientific embryological evidence that the unborn is a living being because basically every unborn uh, entity meets the biological criteria for life. Yeah. And those three are, uh, it has to grow, yep. it has to respond to stimuli, and three, it has to metabolize nutrients and convert it to energy. And the unborn, of course, does all three things. So yeah. we can include the unborn certainly is alive. But the question then is, is this living thing um, merely a part of the mother's body, like her appendix or her tonsils, or, you know, uh, you know I don't know, her, some other part of her body, her, her colon or something? Or is it a separate individual? And again, we know from the science of embryology that the unborn is a unique individual mm. separate from the mother's body in the sense that it has its own DNA that's separate from its mother and even from the father, that for that matter. Mm -hmm. But the unborn also has its own heart, its own brain. It could be a boy as opposed to the woman who's obviously a female. In fact, think about this. Through, um, through uh, what do you call those? Uh, you can conceive of a child outside of, the, of a mother's womb in a, yeah. in a medical lab, okay, through test tube babies they call them, but in reality they're in petri dishes. So you can conceive of a child outside of a mother's body, grow it outside in a medical lab, and then later place it inside the mother's body, which is further evidence that we're talking about a unique individual being. Mm -hmm. Or through surrogacy today, you can have an African-American child growing inside a Swedish mother. Yeah. So just think about that visually you know we're talking about two unique individual beings. So we've shown from science of embryology the unborn is alive, and we've shown also from the science of embryology that it's a unique individual, not merely part of the mother's body. Now the key question becomes, what kind of being is it? Is it a dog being? A lion <laughs> being? Is it a, a Venus flytrap being? <laughs> what, what in the range of possible species is it? And the answer, again, is discovered decisively from the science of embryology and that it's a human being. And we know yeah. this two ways. One, if you did a DNA test on the unborn entity, it would conclude, it would prove conclusively that the unborn is a human being. But here's a much, much easier way for you, people like you and I to figure this out. There's a, there's a principle called the principle of biogenesis. And this simply says this, living things reproduce after their own kind. So if you have two dogs that mate, they're gonna produce another dog. You have two lions that are going to mate, they're going to produce another lion. And so, for example, when my wife and I were pregnant, we wondered whether we we're going to have a boy or girl or not, but we didn't wonder whether we we're going to have a human or not. That's awesome. <laughs> so the unborn also be a human. And, mm -hmm. and in fact, when we had our second child and she also turned out to be a human, we weren't surprised by like, hey, look, two humans in a row. What a chance. <laughs> that wasn't a big shocker to us because we're humans our offspring will also be human and so if you want to know what is the unborn what kind of being is it just simply ask what are its parents wow and if its parents are a human then there's no way the unborn will not also be human and so that's why we know the unborn is a human being just like you and me because the science of embryology proves that that's the case wow i mean talk about boiling this down to a very simple question is it okay to kill a human being? And the science is very clear on what this is. Mm -hmm. uh, you obviously have done a lot of research. I'd love to, can you stick around? I'd love to do an, an extended interview that people can watch uh, on the Creation Today uh, website. Is that all right? 
Yeah, that's totally fine. Oh, man, stick around. We're going to do an extended interview. Uh, we got to finish the show, but please go to creationtoday.org, and you can watch the extended interview with, obviously, a very brilliant and intelligent man that's helping us break down this complex issue into very simple terms. We'll be back right after this. In this booklet, Darwin's Empty Cradle, author Stephen Lawwell analyzes the abortion movement's philosophical history along with its current motivating factors, and reveals how centuries of evolutionary thought have greatly changed how our society views the life of the unborn child. This easy-to-read book is one that you will surely enjoy. To order this book, Darwin's Empty Cradle, visit us at creationstore.org. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash creation today. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash creation today. Watch our videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash creation today. We are creation today, creationtoday.org. Beginnings is a creation experience for small groups, churches, and individuals from all walks of life. Creation speaker Eric Hoven explores the age-old questions of life, the evidence for a young earth, and how dinosaurs fit in with the Bible. The included guide provides an introduction to each lesson, creative challenges, great discussion questions, and practical ways to apply each lesson to everyday life. To order this DVD, go to www.creationstore.org. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Welcome back. It sure was good to have Alan Schleeman on the show mm -hmm. teaching us the practical steps of going out and addressing this on the street or with individuals. Yes. I want to encourage you to go check out the extended interview. It's available at creationtoday.org. Just type in his name, Alan Schleeman, and you'll find that extended interview. Marianne, um, I got something for you. Oh, what One is for that? You. That oh, right there. BB. That is a BB. That's a BB, all right? Oh. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to imagine that this BB represents 1,000 lives, okay? okay? 1,000 lives. lives. And around the world, how many abortions actually take place every single year? If this represented 1,000 mm -hmm. lives, how many abortions take place around the world every year? You remember okay, what that number so was? It was like 45 million, yeah. something around there. Every year around the, around world, the world, between 40 and 50 million yeah. babies. So is that enough to represent 
the number of lives that are lost if each one of these no, represents a thousand. That's not enough. Then. Definitely not. Actually, that I, is not enough. I did go to Walmart and I got what's necessary. Oh. Excuse me. Uh, to represent. Wow. To represent the number of lives lost every single year around the yeah, world. That. It's unbelievable what is taking place. And this is just one year. This is worldwide. one year worldwide. Just what's think taking about place. 10 years. Oh or my more. goodness. They say more than a billion children have been aborted uh, just in you know, the last uh, couple of decades. Well, this, Marianne, is why our friends over at Wretched Radio, uh, Todd Friel, are putting together a 13-week mini-series on the subject because we want to stop this from happening. Take a look at this. Some people just aren't ready or don't have the resources to raise a child, and abortion is the only way to go. You should have the right to end a child's life if it needs to be. Yes, it's another human life, but it's their body. I'm convinced that if pro-life Christians don't lovingly but truthfully open the casket on abortion, our nation will continue to tolerate a holocaust it never has to look at. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. It something that stayed with me for many, many years is a very devastating thing. You don't see people morally struggling in the pesticide section of Home Depot, but what if right next to it was a section that was to kill your neighbor's dogs and cats section? My mom had signed up to have me aborted. If it could be shown that the unborn are human beings, would you you agree that it's wrong to intentionally kill them. You didn't come from an embryo. You once were an embryo. To think that you could have such a great savior that could save someone like me that was a murderer. You can understand why we appreciate what our friends over at Wretched Radio are doing, and we want to encourage you to support that project so that this isn't happening every single year. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Miss Marianne, we've enjoyed uh, a great episode today on apologetics of the unborn. Uh, let's remind everybody what we've learned. Okay. Well, first of all, we have to establish what is the unborn. That is the critical question, yes. isn't it? Yes. Because if the unborn is a human being, we can't kill it. Yeah, when is it okay to kill a human being? Never. That's a great point. Oh, mm -hmm. we did the SLED an, uh, acronym with Alan Schleeman. I'm going to see if you remember what SLED stands for. Okay. S. Size. Good. L. Level of development. E. Environment. And D. D Degree. Degree of dependency. Yes, DD. Degree of dependency. That's exactly right. So remember when you're out on the street or you're talking to somebody, they're always going to try to avoid the critical question and they'll use a lot of times those as an excuse, yeah. won't they? No matter what state a human is, they are important and they are, they are valuable. No doubt about it. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Creation Today. Uh, join us on future episodes. We've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, and if you have a question, we would love to answer your questions. Send them into questions at creationtoday.org. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Get the ammunition you need to defend your faith by visiting our website for up-to-date content. 
attending one of our live events, and shopping online at creationstore.org. We are Creation Today.